Waves in the Finiverse. Why do I have to take my app out and I have to update it and there's 10 people behind me and it's annoying. If you had five Visa cards in your wallet, you could tie them all up and you would earn uh, basically crypto on every transaction that you do on any of those five cards. Uh, there were almost uh, eight virtual banks that were launched at the same time. Uh, and there was a little bit of a price war, right? Everyone was doing promotions just to get new users. And so we obviously didn't have expertise in this field. So we worked directly with the top five exchange globally to be able to do that. So on the back end, we actually link directly with an exchange. Welcome to Waves in the Finiverse. I'm Walter Jennings, the host of a podcast brought to you by Finiverse. We're talking with the wave makers that are creating ripples, waves, and tsunamis across finance, crypto, fintech, Web3, and beyond. Listen weekly to hear the change makers talk firsthand about their experiences in this dynamic industry. Welcome back, and I'm in the booth with Justin Chan, the co-founder of Bloom. Thank you, Justin, for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're a Hong Konger, I'm a Hong Konger. Give me the elevator pitch. We're on the 20th floor and we're heading down. Off you go. Introduce us to Bloom. Sure. So Bloom is really a rewards platform. Um, and all it takes is really one Visa card that you have in your wallet. What we're taking that is linking it to the app. And from there, you're able to actually earn Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, and over 18 types of cryptocurrency. So we're trying to bring uh, the Web3 uh, and crypto and digital assets to the everyday person in a way that's really easy to do, in a way that's habitual uh, through everyday spending uh, on your card. So this is a rewards program that pays points in digital assets. Exactly, exactly. And you don't need a new card. So we're not trying to tell you to uh, issue a new card, to get a new um, banking card. We're saying what you have in your pocket can now earn crypto. How did you get this tie-in together with Visa card? Because they seem a little bit of um, CFI or centralized finance. I wouldn't say it was easy. I mean, it takes a lot of um, due diligence on their part. The standards are extremely high, and that's what we hold ourselves to. We want to be quality in terms of how we do business. Uh, our backing is also strong uh, from uh, the ZA Group, uh, based in Hong Kong and in uh, Shanghai and Shenzhen as well. And so we have strong backing there. Uh, and that's basically how we started the tie-in there. Oh, great. Well, I uh, have a traditional bank and a virtual bank, and I bank with ZA, so uh, I'm already in the family, I imagine. Now, um, Justin, uh, every founder has a hero's story. Uh, tell me what led to the creation of Bloom and what was the spark and the impetus for the idea? Sure. I think a lot of people um, get very wary of uh, loyalty points programs. I mean, in Hong Kong, we have YUU points and it can be annoying, right? You're standing in line and you're thinking, you know, why do I have to take my app out and I have to update it and there's 10 people behind me and it's annoying. And we thought, well, you know, what's the base layer of an actual uh, payment that allows us to be able to reward points? And that's where Visa's tie-in came in, which is it's not related to um, you know, actually having to take a new app out. But basically through Visa, we're able to recognize that transaction and just reward you on that transaction automatically. So you don't need to take that app out. And so it was from like an annoyance of actual loyalty points. I was in a, a Hong Kong comedy club and the 
gentleman who who was uh, doing stand-up said he had an existential crisis at 7-Eleven when the woman turned to him and said, why you, you? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) He hadn't realized it was loyalty points. Now, look, um, how would I sign up for Bloom? Do I have to take out a dedicated Bloom Visa card? Or if I have any Visa card, I can sign up? Yeah, so it's really any Visa card. We're not trying to issue a new card. We're trying to make it as accessible for every user as possible. So if you had five Visa cards in your wallet, you could tie them all up and you would earn uh, basically crypto on every transaction that you do on any of those five cards. It's completely global. So I took my ZA Bank Visa card uh, and spent it here in Singapore, and I could actually start earning here as well. Uh, you can earn it in Australia, New Zealand, so long as it's a location that accepts Visa. How do the awards or rewards accumulate and how do you then access them? Sure. So on the app, actually, what we give out is something called Bloom Coins. You can imagine it almost like an Asia mile, right? Like an air mile or a YUU point. Uh, and on every transaction, uh, we actually give you a Bloom Coin or multiple Bloom Coins. With that, you can take the Bloom coin and then convert it into Bitcoin or Ethereum. Uh, And all of that is done on the app. Uh, We also actually uh, display the amount of Bitcoin and Ethereum you have uh, within the app. And if you want, you can actually withdraw that into a crypto exchange account. You can put it into a cold chain wallet as well. Uh, So you can actually withdraw it as well. And we help everyone be able to do that because most of our users are interested in crypto, but maybe never engage with the stock exchange or or a crypto exchange. And so for them, this is a gateway into getting involved in crypto through a way that they're used to, which is just taking a Visa card and spending with it. Yeah, no, certainly. But um, you'd have to have the knowledge to sign up for Bloom beforehand. Um, And tell me, how are you getting the word out? Yeah, so we work directly with Visa. So Visa is very keen on saying if you have a Visa card, link onto Bloom so you get extra rewards on that Visa card. We work with banks. So we work with um, Citibank. We work with Zeta Bank. Uh, and those banks also help us push, right? Because they're saying now my cards, my City Visa card has additional rewards as well um, that you should sign up for because it's free for a user. We also work with uh, over 80 merchants as well. So people like Apple, uh, as well as Sephora and these kind of brands, where when you spend at these brands, you get even additional uh, types of rewards, right? So all of those are culmination of like how we actually do marketing. And you might have heard about us at different points of sales as well. Yeah, no, I certainly know that there are many promotions that reward you for using one type of card over another. Now, let me ask you, if I have, say, an airline loyalty visa card, am I going to lose out on the airline points by taking the Bloom coin? Not not at all. So we're not trying to touch any of the existing rewards that you have. This is all additional. So you would get the cash rebate you might get from a bank card, you would get the air miles and you would get Bloom coins. So it's all additional. So Justin, back to that kind of aha moment, um, how did Bloom come into creation? So Bloom actually came out of creation from uh, this need for more rewards programs uh, in Hong Kong. So back then, if you remember, uh, there were almost uh, eight virtual banks that were launched at the same time. Uh, and there was a little bit of a price war, right? Everyone was doing promotions just to get new users. And we thought this was actually a really good opportunity to 
why not actually have a rewards platform where we could help different banks uh, use rewards as a tool to engage and actually get customers. And so that's how Bloom was actually started, was alongside uh, these virtual banks. Being within one of those virtual banks, do you find any of the legacy banks feeling a little bit of reluctance to partner? I think at the start, there definitely was a little bit of reluctance. But obviously, uh, once we opened out as a whole platform to other banks as well, that's why Citibank came in as a, as, as a first partner to say, you know, I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity. I want to get in early and start rewarding uh, my customers through Bloom as well. And then that has really opened doors to other banks as well. Well, I know the listeners of Waves in the Finiverse will rush to link their Visa card to Bloom. How do they do that? So you can just download uh, the Bloom app on the Apple App Store. At the moment, it's only available to Hong Kong. Uh, issued cards. We're opening to Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, but you'll be able to uh, look up Bloom Rewards uh, on the App Store. You download it. And then we just call it Link Spend Earn, where you link a card, you spend with the card like you normally would, and then you earn different types of rewards. Okay. And um, the expansion into new markets, uh, what are some of the regulatory hurdles you're facing in your growth? Because Every time you enter a new country, you're in a new framework. Right. I think that's something that we're navigating uh, along with everyone else in the Web3 space. Uh, so we've been keeping in touch with all the different changes. Uh, I mean, you were in Hong Kong Fintech Week where we saw a, a really good sign in terms of opening up to retailers as well. So we're keeping in touch with that. I think something where we're a little bit different from a lot of the traditional exchanges um, where we're a rewards platform, we're in a little bit of a sweet spot where uh, we're actually just rewarding these as um, you know additional rewards where no one can actually put in like a deposit. So there's no actual economic risk to the user because they're not actually taking real cash, depositing it and then exchanging it for crypto. This is all free for them. And so uh, from that perspective, we're in a little bit different space in terms of regulations. Okay, understood. Um, however, um, you're a startup and I'm a Visa card holder. How do you overcome any security concerns people might have? Because at least they are revealing their Visa card number, their name, and their spending patterns. Right, right. So all of that is uh, directly because we've integrated with Visa. So you know, in terms of the security side of things, we hold a very high standard with them. And so going back to the question of it must be really hard to get Visa on board, those are their major concerns. And we've worked tirelessly with them to make sure that that's not a concern. Waves in the Finiverse, the podcast. Speaking to the people making waves in finance, fintech, crypto, Web3 and beyond. Okay, now, Justin, all of the crypto bros and the folks that are passionate for crypto are signing up. How much interest are you getting from the traditional sector folks who may not own crypto? Exactly. So actually, surprisingly, our main customer base is quite new to crypto. So, um, you know, the, the crypto bros who made a lot of um, money maybe in the past three to five years, that's fantastic for them. Uh, we have an outlet for them to earn a little bit more in terms of their everyday spending. But to be honest, our uh, addressable market that we're targeting are really people who found crypto to be intimidating, mm. to find it who 
you know, who those um, don't know what to do with um, their hotkeys or doesn't know what blockchain is or doesn't know how to actually send and link wallets to wallets. And so for us, it's more, can we be that gateway to introduce yeah. uh, a little bit of crypto to them in a form that they're used to, which is just you're going to spend with your Visa card anywhere you go. Why not earn a little bit of crypto that's free to you? And once you get used to that, we then also partner with exchanges to then allow them to then go into their next journey in crypto, which is actually trading with crypto as well. So we're actually targeting not people who are already in crypto, but the next billion who's actually going to get into crypto. And so we're actually calling ourselves a Web 2.5 startup because okay. we help people move from Web 2 to Web 3. We help banks do it with our partnerships. We help merchants do it. And then we also help our users as well. Well, I think you mentioned appropriately that you're a real gateway. So if you um, have a Visa card, which many people do, this is a way to, on top of your loyalty, earn additional uh, benefits, uh, including coin and crypto. Precisely. And and to your point, you know, in terms of buying a, another item with your points, you know, why not actually buy crypto? And, and that's the mindset that we're saying. You're usually a lot more generous with your points with getting... Uh, you know, something that you don't actually need, but we're actually trying to give you something which is uh, actually has value in terms of, uh, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin and so on. Okay. Now, Justin, I want to ask another tough question. Um, I've banked up all of these coins in Bloom. Um, how are you keeping them safe? Custody, uh, especially institutional grade custody is a significant issue in digital assets, meaning the safe holding of them. Right. So this is this is a very good question. Uh, and so we obviously didn't have expertise in this field. So we work directly with the top five exchange globally to be able to do that. So on the back end, we actually link directly with an exchange. And then if I am withdrawing um, the crypto uh, I have earned using my Visa card tied to Bloom, uh, do I go back through that partner exchange in order to transfer? Uh, so you don't actually need to open an account at the partner exchange. You do or you do, do not. not? You, you do, do not. not. Exactly. So within the app itself, you can actually directly withdraw. You give us a, a wallet address. You type in your wallet address and then you can pass it on to your Binance account or your ledger or whatever you would like. Yeah. So that part, again, we're trying to recognize that these users are new to Bitcoin and new to crypto. So how do we make that as easy as possible? And that's to do it in an app form that's friendly to use, easy, even though the back end might be a little bit complicated. Tell us a bit about your background and how you came to create Bloom. Sure. So uh, my own background is much less interesting than Web3. I actually <laughs> came from a, a TradFi background. So uh, I used to uh, cover, cover public equities at a fund. Uh, so I used to do um, US equities out in New York. Uh, and then I did some uh, in APAC as well. Um, and on the side, you know, when you get to your late 20s, you start to think existential questions, right? Like, what's your next move? Are you going to go to a hedge fund? Are you going to go into PE and be in finance for the rest of your time? Or, you know, maybe this is the time to take a little bit of risk and just see what else you're made of. And so I, I got through that stage and I started actually thinking about, well, you know, should I actually see if I can do some operations or some business? Um, and so I actually started consulting on the side with different startups um, and, and to test my own ideas. And a lot of those ideas actually came to fruition in the form of products or or, um, you know, different types of startup strategies. And so I, I understood that I started to have a knack for this. Um, and so that's that's how I got into the startup world. 
um, really through the ZA Group, which I mentioned was our backing. Um, and so I come into the company with expertise in finance and in strategy and business uh, models and that sort of thing. Uh, my co-founder, he's actually more of a serial entrepreneur. Uh, he's never worked, uh, you know, for, for a traditional company like me. Um, you know, he founded a first company that actually collected physical coins uh, that then get digitized um, into gift cards, but also into like an octopus or something like that. That was very successful, um, but he then moved on to actually uh, build um, the Mox Virtual Bank here in Hong Kong. So he was the first uh, 30 uh, employees at Mox, and so he built uh, the virtual bank there as well. Uh, and then together, we were we actually came together and decided to do this Bloom thing. Um, and you know, it was quite serendipitous where. Um, we came from very different backgrounds, so there there really is almost no overlap in expertise. So I'm always learning from him, and I hope it's likewise from his part. You're touching on an area uh, with this app that is of great interest to me in marketing and communications, which is the concept of engagement and loyalty on the blockchain. Um, I could certainly see Bloom extending itself into other loyalty reward programs. What areas are of great interest going for growth for Bloom? Yeah, so I think I think for growth, it's it's one thing in terms of being able to design different types of rewards to be able to help users get more interested in the platform. I think how we think about it is really partnering with uh, a lot of the merchant brands that see a need of this, right? To see that crypto as a reward is something that can help their business. I think that's still the crux. Um, and can we do something within the Web3 space that would actually be helpful for them? So what I mean by that is, for example, let's say, Walter, um, you're a huge fan of Pacific Coffee, let's say. It may not be true. Probably Those not true. Those are the loyalty <laughs> points that are expiring. <laughs> there you go. I just got that email there from you Pacific go. Coffee. <laughs> there you you go. know me too well. Okay. So you would probably be a bad example for this <laughs> because you're already a member for them. Um, but for example, let's say I'm not a member for them, but I actually like Pacific Coffee and I go there 10 times over the past month, right? For Pacific Coffee, they actually have no idea who I am. Like the store, the store uh, lady or the man might know who I am and says, hi, Justin, every morning. But in reality, the company has no way of reaching me and has no way of actually uh, engaging with me and retaining me as a very loyal customer. Right. But because we're on Visa's rails and because we actually reward you for every transaction that you do, actually, as Bloom, I can tell that Justin's a great customer because he's done 10 transactions at Pacific Coffee. Now, I can work with Pacific Coffee and actually issue, let's say, an NFT that actually gives this user uh, additional rewards. Maybe it's one free coffee every 10 um, coffees. Maybe it's a seasonal coffee uh, that's chai latte or pumpkin spice because it's Thanksgiving. Um, you know, if it's a luxury store, maybe it's actually a um, an event. You actually get a free, um, you know, event ticket to this new store opening. And there are a lot of things you can do there in a form of NFT. Now, the question is, why does it have to be an NFT, right? And why it is, is because, as you mentioned, you have a lot of loyalty points that's unspent. But there's actually residual value there that can be kept. And so for me as a user, if I've now moved on to a different brand of coffee, let's say a Japanese brand, and I've now given up my Pacific Coffee uh, loyalty point, it doesn't mean that I can't actually give that to someone else. 
So maybe I could actually sell this NFT to someone else and they can have great value from using this Pacific Coffee Bloom collaborated NFT. So there are a lot of things we can do from the traditional world that can be empowered by NFTs and empowered by the blockchain network as well. No, and it's certainly a new way of engaging with your favorite brands and perhaps profiting from it. Uh, absolutely. And I've got to ask you, you've got quite a recognizable logo with an owl uh, repeating the double O's of the bloom. Uh, that is your spirit animal. Tell me a bit about how the owl came into bloom. <laughs> That's actually a good question. I think there were a lot of different iterations. I mean, we always wanted uh, you know, some sort of animal. Uh, we tried a monkey. That was a bit strange. We tried, uh, I think we tried an elephant. That was a bit strange. And ultimately, we wanted to, to be like a smarter way to do loyalty and a smarter way to do things. And, and an owl is obviously related to you know, being uh, quite wise in traditional cartoons. Um, I would like to say that that was a very conscious thought, but ultimately we just thought it was a cute little mascot. And in some ways, if you meet my co-founder, it kind of looks like him. Oh, there you go. Well, I was going, I thought it was because of Athena, the goddess of wisdom is always accompanied by an owl. I might steal that one. <laughs> Tracks in the Finiverse. Okay, now, Justin, uh, we have a feature here on our show where we ask people if they were to take music with them into the Finiverse. Is there a track that really typifies your experience in Web 2.5 and above? Um, in 2.5 and above, I mean, I, I've always liked playing We Are The Champions from Queens. I mean, it's just, it's a great song. It's exciting. It gets everyone up there. Um, yeah, and it's a great way to rile everyone up. So that's uh, what I we think use. it's the national anthem for the country <laughs> called Startup. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Chan, wishing you all the best with Bloom. Thank you so much for joining us here on Waves in the Finiverse. Thank you so much for having me, Walter. Pleasure to be here. This has been Waves in the Finiverse. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.